This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to the Team Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, B-Lord. Just kidding. It's Marion, Mercury, <laughs> aka Gee's uh best disciple. Hello, <laughs> four. Let's go. Alright, are you ready for this? This is chapter 190, one after another. And uh we're starting off with a cover page where we see three different hands. Hmm, I wonder who they could be. They're all holding uh talismans, I guess, that are eerily similar to the ones that um our boy Yushiro had that like caused invisibility. So, hmm, I wonder, I wonder how this is gonna come into play in the chapter. Haha. <laughs> All right. So, uh, page the next page. Uh, we see Igoro or yeah, Igoro. He's uh, he's thinking back to what just happened at the end of the last chapter. He's like, oh wow. When I saw the bright red blade I had in my hand, I realized I made a mistake. And he's going Luffy Tunes on as he sees stars in his peripheral vision, like he's about to pass out. And like he apparently put into so much strength into like his grip that he real like he realized like oh he's about to faint in the middle of the battle because he hasn't breathed. <laughs> it's kind of funny to me, but also like it makes sense. Uh, it's like reminding yeah. us that like at the end of the day. Uh, these these characters are under so much pressure that like it's taking everything for them to focus and just be on top of things. Yeah. Also, hi, V Lord and Sakaki here. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I forgot, forgot to introduce us. I mean, well, to be fair, we're on the we're on the like po- the Twitter and our names were there. So by now, like it would be bad. It would be bad if we had a special guest. Then I would be like, ooh, yeah, that's. Hmm. This is my well, first time doing it, and I was so amped that I was like, "Yeah, let's just go on with the chapter." It's it's totally cool. Like it's just the three of us. Like yeah. people yeah. know. Married was just gonna do the entire chapter solo. They just wanted to go hardcore on it. Uh, yeah, and we were just gonna talk about it afterward or not. Maybe then they just end the show, and we would be, <laughs> and I would just be like, "Okay, sure." I mean, it would probably be easier to edit. <laughs> But yeah, today I'm joined by my two other co-hosts. Uh, say hi, V-Lord. Hi, people. How you doing? It must be good if they're listening to us. Clearly. Am I right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> they have exquisite taste. Exquisite taste. <laughs> oh, and here, uh, the person you just heard right now is Sakaki. Say hi, Sakaki. Hey, Sakaki. <laughs> All right, you're banned. You're banned. You're booted. <laughs> the podcast is canceled. It's your dated gag extraordinaire. <laughs> but Who's right, the bad character in Kimetsu? Are you are you trying to be a uh, Ubuyashki right now? Are you are you are you trying to kill me off though? <laughs> I mean, with things like where with jokes like that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we should probably get back to Igoro before he dies of lack of oxygen. <laughs> Speaking of oxygen, uh, that's in the air, and what's also air? Oh, yeah, the wind pillar. Uh, Shinazugawa, we see him there shouting out for Igoro on the next page. We just see, like, Igoro, like, oh, yeah, no, if one of us falls, the burden increases, and it's going to be, it's just going to make everything worse for everyone else. And basically, all the pillars are just trying to back each other up. Uh, it looks like he's about to collapse, but as soon as we see, like, another, like, tornado kind of move from Muzan, uh, or was that from, I think that was from Muzan, uh, 
Giyu is like doing his little water water breathing technique, like trying to protect Igor, but he he thought he was too late. But we see him in a, in a panel cut that he's just in the air. We can't tell if he's jumped or something happened, but he looks kind of surprised as well. Uh, Muzan is like just aiming his arms up into the air, trying to slash at him. And on the next page, we see like he's shocked. It it appears that his arm has just been like cut off, and he's just like, "What kind of cut was that?" Like he doesn't understand like how he got attacked, and he just resumes the fight. Uh, we see a panel where uh, Rock Pillar Gyome. Gyome. Yeah, like he's uh, he's throwing around his big mace, and uh, yeah, we see a. Uh, Narration. It wasn't his iron ball. His katana can't cut like that. Uh, this one just came into his ass, uh, talking to Giyu. So it's just Muzan's inner thoughts. And he points out uh, Igoro, just, he just turned his, his his blade bright red, but he can't extend it. Uh, and the trajectory that he was dodged was unusual. So it, Muzan is like realizing that it, it can't be either of these people, but those are the only ones visible to him. And uh, yeah, he sees like a I, th- I think he, like, yeah, he senses the next cut, and... Yeah, so on the next page, Muzan's arm is cut off, and he- he's like, that cut again? It's a blade with a rough cut, and it's rickety. Huh, I wonder where we've seen this blade before. Sure, everyone in the world reading this chapter was just like, they just got hyped. <laughs> It's like the the meme with the the three gaijin yelling at the screen, like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was it. Like they were. All, it's the first panels, the first part of the chapter. They were all just kind of quiet, and then like they see that sword, that certain sword, <laughs> and then they're all just screaming. <laughs> but yeah, so Muzan realized that someone is there that he can't see, and he's suspecting that it's probably a spell from Tamayo. But he's like, as long as it's moving, it cannot hide its existence. So he is able to like figure out where they are based on hearing the air parting. And he realizes that there's not just one attacker, there's three attackers. And he whips out his like blades at the attackers. And lo and behold, they're revealed to be Inosuke, Kanal, and... Zenitsu. He whips his blades back and forth. Would you say that he whipped it good? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good whip, but he didn't nene, so... Oh my god. <laughs> whip it real good. Got it. Got it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I just love that Zenitsu is still just Zenitsu. Like, his expression, everything, there's no way that he didn't change it. It's a new situation, and they're fighting against the final boss, but Zenitsu is still Zenitsu. Yeah. <laughs> so, what Muzan basically did was, like, he cut, like, the talismans that were on their foreheads. Um, As we saw from, like, the cover page of this chapter, that was them exchanging the talismans so that they could sneak up on Muzan. But now, Zenitsu's obviously pissed. He's like, how, da- how dare you... Canal looks like she's just going all out here. And uh, she's surprised that he noticed like sooner than she expected. And then our ultimate Chad Inosuke is just grunting with a bunch of owls and saying, you filthy maggot. 
<laughs> Leave it to Inosuke to call Muzan a maggot. Like, I know, right? Like, <laughs> he's a true blessing. All hail Inosuke, our Lord and Savior. Like, really, all of them are like, well, no, well, I would say I like Kanal's like expression on the last page. Like, that's when we haven't seen on her in a minute. <laughs> but, like, yeah, Zenitsu and Inosuke just being exactly who they were when we first met them. <laughs> I, that that was actually really, a really great. Like, even this serious situation, they're still themselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but Guillaume is surprised that they're even alive. <laughs> I guess he was probably like, oh, they probably died. Uh, no one's gonna miss him. Who cares about Inosuke? But Inosuke is like, of course I wouldn't die. And he just shows off how many talismans he has on him. Uh, he probably just stuffed him in his pants. I think, yeah, that's literally what he did. That's on his page. That's like, that's the Inosuke pose. Like, just jumping in the air with both swords crossed. Like, yeah! <laughs> Coming through. <laughs> I love how Inosuke also in the bottom panel here... He's like cut as like many as you want of the talismans, but he keeps ha- he keeps having more, and he's like saying like your pitiful attacks right as like Muzan is about to hit him again. <laughs> like Muzan just seems pissed here. There can only be one Chad, <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> he got debated. But while he was fighting his primal instincts to be the dominant Chad, Obanai snuck in and used his red blade to cut Muzan again. And, as we notice on the next page, Muzan is regenerating slowly. He's no longer able to instantaneously heal that wound. And as Sanami says, he's now regenerating slowly because of the red blade, which means that if they use the red blade, they might actually be able to defeat Muzan. So then uh, we see Kanal and... A crying Zenitsu <laughs> heading towards uh, Muzan to help further, like, instigate distractions so that he can't handle the more powerful attacks. Yeah, they're they're like putting on the talismans again, so like they're they're going back into being unseen. As we head into this page, where basically we see a bunch of attacks having thunder breathing. First form, Thundercraft Flash, Fower Breathing, Fourth Form, Crimson, Hanagoromo. Um, and Muzan's actually getting a little bit teed off now, you know. <laughs> like, before he was just kind of a little a little irritated, now he's maybe annoyed. It's, it's risen a little. <laughs> and he's basically telling you know, you guys can't stand up to me. And then, um, Open Eyes back with Serpent Breathing, using Coil Choke. And then, um, Gilmay. Gilmay's like, you know, he's gone from, okay, those guys are alive to, okay, uh, they're alive. And this is good. This is, I'm really glad to see them. I'm totally, I totally wasn't writing them off in my head this whole time. <laughs> so, like, you know, he just creates, then he's getting in. This, he's like, okay, this gives me a chance to come in and do some damage. <laughs> and then he's like, a burning smell and heat. The color changes like that one time, you know, and then he's like, this will improve my offense. Yeah, just make some Power Ranger sparks on your on your blades. <laughs> <laughs> the real secret of the red blade. Like it gives me more power. And, he, and I mean, we joke, but he's taking a chunk. Of, he's taking a bite out of crime and moves on. <laughs> you can literally see like 
Muzan's like spine. Like he's he's fully exposed, and not in, just in the fact that he's not wearing pants. Like you can see his spine. Yeah, I mean, not wearing <laughs> pants is par for the course. But like, damn, we we get in that deep cut into Muzan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, it, I mean, he's he's about to release a, another. He's gonna release an After Dead album if this keeps up. <laughs> Lots of deep cuts on that, and then um. Shinasagawa's like, Tomioka, you know, prepare yourself. And Gyu's like, again, Gyu's just has some of the best feet, like, expressions this entire time. Like, I, this is the first time I've seen him being like, what? Like, you can tell the guy's been out of it up until now. Now, this whole burst of energy, he's still catching up. <laughs> but, like, Shinasagawa and Gyu, they ram stores together. <laughs> yeah, I really love this panel, though, because, like, Obviously, like, it has all the sparks flying from the friction, but also just from how it looks, it looks like there's energy gathering inside the swords. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's something I, I really liked about this, too. And, like, it's like, I, 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 I kind of think of it as, like, yeah, get, uh, energy is gathering. But I kind of like thinking of it as idea where Shinazagawa is, like, giving you, like, hey, here's a heads up, buddy. He's giving him like that Red Bull button sword format. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, listen, the blade is turning bright red. What else did you, were you going to think I was going to assume it is? It's Red Bull. But he's not going to get wings. You don't know that. <laughs> and that's the title of this episode, Red Bull. <laughs> but... <laughs> So, I mean, they're ramming swords together, and I don't mean to, like, laugh at it, but we had a really entertaining talk before we went to recording. <laughs> so, um, they ran their swords together, and now it's bright red, and the, the crow comes in, and it's like, you got one hour and three minutes, boys. <laughs> and then Shinazuka, I was like, that's cool. That's just enough time to, to cut this guy into pieces. And I love this final panel. They're just they're like literally the bad boys back to back. <laughs> yeah, it's like they always said. It's not red until you have the blades touch. <laughs> <laughs> and that that brings oh, us to the end of the chapter. So uh, I mean, I was saying it to somebody else that. Um, but I, I really think one thing though that about doing our recordings together is having this group read is definitely makes it more exciting than reading it alone. Yeah. I Cause I, I, I definitely was thinking like when I was reading by myself, it's like, yeah, as much as I'm enjoying the events, Demon Slayer has kind of settled into that unfortunate weekly grind where it's like, because we're in the middle of a fight, not much is happening. So reading it week to week's like, okay, that was, that was cool, but there wasn't much of substance, but definitely reading it with, um, the two of you has made me change my view a bit. I mean, it was definitely it, it. It still is kind of just, you know, where we're fighting moves on. Not much else is going on, type chapter. But I definitely have more of an appreciation of for it now that I've read it with you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty basic chapter. Like, it's mostly just action sequences, and sure, we have like Zenitsu and Osuke and Canal finally showing up. But like, even them, they're kind of just like coming into this existing fray. And then the focus shifts near the end back to Sonami and Giyu. So, yeah, it, it kind of feels more of the same, but it's still entertaining. I yeah. agree. I, yeah, I think Vilor summed it up perfectly, which is, it, it it's nothing new, but it's still fun to read. And you can't ask for much more than that when reading week to week. Yeah, honestly, I think this will be a lot more interesting to read in volume format. 
when we have all these different like parts of the action like pieced together. Oh yeah. Yeah. And with if UFO table gets this far, which I have no doubt they will, I mean Demon Slayer is now king of the world. <laughs> so like if once the anime gets this far, it's gonna be great to watch. So I, I I'm already like sort of salvating just thinking about like what they'll do with this. Yeah, really this entire final arc is gonna be insane when animated. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, like, TV anime for, like, the next couple of arcs, but then went back to movie for, like, the final. The Muzan fight is just one single movie. Yeah, it's, the, I, I, I mean, you, you joke, but I really think that they might need that attention to detail that only a movie could give them. You know what like, I just thought of? Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer Super Muzan. <laughs> Wouldn't it be more like Demon Slayer Kai? Well, no, no, no. Super would be better. <laughs> well, I mean, other other than the fact that Super kind of had that not so great start, so I'm kind of worried. <laughs> no, just specifically the Broly movie because that's what I was thinking of. Like that oh, movie is just one giant fight. Yeah. Okay. Which I need to see that movie actually. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I could definitely see it like that. Just the final like Muzan fight just being a movie. In fact, I, I almost think that that's what they should do. <laughs> because I would be done with that, actually. Yeah, I, I'm partially joking, but if that's what they said, I wouldn't be mad at it. If that's the decision they made in the end, I, I would definitely be okay with that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah but as, as we said, it's like, it's not a whole lot happening, but... You know, I, I'm really just interested in seeing how Tanjiro is going to tie into this whole thing. Because in a way, it feels like they... I, I won't say as much that they got this handled, as much as it is, like, what more could he add to this? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is that Muzan is going to survive the sun, and then they're just going to be back to a corner. And that's when Tanjiro will have to come into play. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Because, like, we, we, there's still that whole thing, like the whole unknown of what he ended up, you know, ingesting or whatever from what whatever Tamayo did. Like, will it work and, you know, weaken him at some point, or will it freakishly, make him freakishly strong in the sun? We don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I definitely get the idea that it's like, um, I definitely get the idea that, that there is, it's not going to be as easy as we'll just wait him out for an hour and then, bam, you know, he'll die and Tanjiro wouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, because this entire fight right now is just predicating on a weeding game, really. Like, oh, we have to wait one more hour. We just have to survive this one more hour. But what if that hour isn't enough? What if, like, Muzan is really unstoppable? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, it's a traditional shonen thing where it is a thing where, like... You know the main character's gonna do something. I mean, to borrow a quote from The Simpsons, you know, it's the little guy. You know he's gonna do something. It's gonna be badass. In my worst Homer Simpson impression. <laughs> but, like, that, that's that's basically what Tanjiro is. He's the little guy in this. You know, you know he's going to do something, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> but, you know, when when does he get to do something? So that, that that's where we're at with this at this point. And, and again, I, I'm we're definitely still down with the fight because one thing that we have to give Gotage is they're they still know how to lay out a fight scene. Like mm -hmm. I've never got the idea where it was really hard. I mean, there were there were some things that were hard to follow a little, but not so overbearing that it was just like okay, I can't 
I can't parse this. I can't grok this to borrow another Matt Greening. <laughs> but um, I never was like completely lost in any. And I mean, even up until now, Demon Slayer fights have been pretty like okay. You can tell what's going on, and I guess that really does help you get through these. You know, even when there's not you know a bunch of even when there's not a whole lot for us to kind of di- um, dissect here. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, red blades. You know, we it, it's not red to the blades touch as <laughs> I, I'm not gonna forget that ever. Um, but I and I and I find it interesting that it, that now the thing that causes them to do that is just the whole ramming swords together. Like, yeah, it's literally just heat. That that's all it is, I guess. Which I guess sort of makes sense because Tanjiro got the red blade in the swordsmith village. Just from Nezuko lighting his sword on fire. Yeah, no, that that's true. That is true. So, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe we've just been, uh, maybe Gotuke's been, you know, sitting here yelling. I was like, it's just fire. Stop <laughs> thinking so hard about it. They just need to, uh, listen, guys, you're, you're thinking way too deeply about this. It's just fire. Honestly, when you think about it, it makes sense. Like, it really has always been just heat, like it either them just gripping their swords really hard during like a fierce fight or just literal fire. That's always how the red blade is kind of activated. So what you're telling me is if the demon slayers had to go against the fire force people, they would get murked. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, um, Kodansha and Shuisha have teamed up for Stranger Things, so <laughs> like I could see it happening, maybe. Although, you, to be in all fairness, Demon Slayer is already stepping on it sales-wise, which is what a lot of you know fanboys would say is the most important thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so quality be damned. My series is selling more than yours. So just, the <laughs> Demon Slayers are just going to throw manga volume sales at the Fire Force. Yeah, basically, and, you know, they'll just keep burning it, but eventually they'll get overwhelmed by numbers, I suppose. <laughs> so Yeah, those 10 million copies in one month, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, even 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 Oda's had to respectfully bow out. <laughs> Oda's just like, I'm done. Yeah, no disrespect to Fire Force fans. I was just thinking, like, oh, yeah, fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's a it's a fair assumption. Like, I mean, somebody's gonna get bodied in that fight, and it's not gonna be. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I wonder does does this mean that Gyu's water breathing is like now like scalding water? Hmm. Scald. <laughs> it's now a Pokemon move. It'll actually yeah. inflict burns, <laughs> even though it's a water. Gyu's oh, a water man. slash fire type now. <laughs> There's a move in Pokemon that's like it's a water move, but it causes burns. It's pretty dope. It's a broken ass move. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> but yeah, I I guess we're making Pokemon jokes now. So let's talk about Inosuke. <laughs> the ultimate Pokemon. Yeah, I mean he really is actually. <laughs> but no, I mean that that was of course like the most hype part of the chapter because I mean Inosuke is the bender of the series. <laughs> the <bender. laughs> I mean, listen, if 
you go on the Twitter or any social media and say Demon Slayer, you'll get you'll get some applause. You'll be like, yeah, it's like that one meme, like the, you know, it's like Demon, like Tanjiro will put his face out of the cur- curtain, and some people will applaud politely. Then he'll hold up and go, okay. <laughs> and everybody will go fucking crazy. People will start like throwing their clothes at the screen. You mean they would go feral? Oh my god! <laughs> I know his new catchphrase is going to be "Bite my shiny metal blade." <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I thought I had that. We had the title of the episode, but there it is. There it is. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Like, like I know, like Inosuke's Japanese catchphrase is like sort of hard to translate, but that would be perfect. <laughs> just, just be like forget it. Let's just stop trying to translate this. Just bite my shiny metal. No, not not Pigasol. Not coming through. Bite my shiny metal blade. That that's what we're going with now. Listen, you would after hearing that. If I were translating Demon Slayer, it would be hard pressed to not use it. <laughs> like I would probably have to fight with the Viz. Would have to fight me. <laughs> so. This is why I'm not a professional translator. <laughs> like, no, it's we're going with pig assault. No, <laughs> I'm shiny metal Yeah, we need a new translator. Is that John guy available? Because this this Sakaki. We're gonna we're gonna email John Wary and uh, make him change the catchphrase. He does follow our Twitter. Oh, hi, John. Hey, <laughs> hey. we love your work. Mwah. Come on the podcast, John. Oh, dude, yes, yes, do it, please. Tell them, tell, you know, maybe we, if we can convince him to use Shiny Metal Blade, it might, we might and we can say as a podcast, we have come all the way. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, I'm assuming, like, we, we, we've, we've come full circle with what we've got to say about this, right? Yeah, I mean, not much really happened this week, like we said. Overall, though, solid chapter. Nice, fun action chapter. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. I mean, I was looking for panels that I, I, again, I just like, um, I I, I don't mean to laugh, but it's still kind of funny to me to just flying open eye. Oh, (laughs) yeah. He's just tossed. Like, Like, now that we know he was just tossed by, assumedly, Inosuke. Yeah, that that is definitely an Inosuke toss. Like, who else would toss him like that? (laughs) Just like he tossed Tanjiro. I didn't even think about it that way until you said it, but because I mean, because Muzan was like, and I guess I should have figured it, but when Muzan was like, his trajectory as he dodged was unusual. I just thought, you know, he kind of jumped in a weird way, <laughs> and you know, I, that's what I assumed that he just jumped weirdly. So, and he was just surprised by, you know how it turned out, but now that you all put it that way, it makes way more sense. You know, Skate just comes and just throws him. <laughs> now I, I, I uh, you know, Skate, how can you get better than you already are? Somehow you found a you way. You know, is gonna play Hashira Volleyball. You just take, you take Igoro, you bundle him up, and then you just shoot him around the court. So when is the Haikyuu crossover coming? Because then I would read Haikyuu. I, I would read it from chapter one if they did that. I mean, Hinata's got that dope jump upgrade now, so I think he could probably go toe-to-toe with Inosuke. So you see how uh, most swordsmen consider their blades an extension of their bodies, right? Well, 
All right, just picture Gyome throwing the big spike ball at Inosuke, and he's just, like, setting it with his swords, and that's what makes his blades red. <laughs> Go to Gay, please make this happen. If that doesn't happen, I might be a little... That might be the one thing about Demon Slayer that disappoints me. <laughs> like, the series will be finished, and I'll be just be like, you remember that time that Gotuge didn't do that? And then after, after Inosuke sets it, Nezuko jumps out of the forest and spikes it. And kicks it. Kicks it. She has to kick it. <laughs> yeah, kick it. <laughs> yeah, no, if this if this doesn't happen in some way, that'll be my one thing again. So, like, well, Demon Slayer is a 9-10 series now, like... It, it can never be a 10. <laughs> Technically, kicking is legal in volleyball, because you can, like, save a, a ball from hitting the floor with your leg. Oh, yeah, you can use, like, any body part, right? Yeah. Okay, see, like, go to gay, seriously. Seriously. Do this. <laughs> Do this. Like, we need this crossover, because... As if they're listening right now. <laughs> you never know! We're flying to Japan, we're going to... Jump editorial, and we're begging them to make this happen. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Uh, yeah, I think the one, I guess, if we're gonna make this a habit, like the one page that I would point out for like the composition would be page twelve, where we see like the the slash attack that Igoro did, and right before, like on the top panels, you start with Muzan facing. Uh, the page that we just flipped from, and then next panel, his eyes are like whoop, facing the reader, and then going down, the the arc of the slash, uh, traced by the 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 snake, it kind of leads you across the panel. Like if you just follow the body, it's kind of cool because you go like from the from the left side going around, uh, you see go around Muzan's body, and then when you're arcing back down, that's where you see Igoro doing like his acrobatic flip and then the the end of the snake is what leads to the next page so that's pretty dope yeah no that is pretty the acrobatic flip that is pretty dope though like I, I i'm i'm always impressed by the composition that gotoke has in these pages like and and, and if you're, you could definitely tell a lot of this isn't really like it's some of it's really well thought out like okay this is definitely what i'm going for for this scene well, it feels like some things just are just naturally what Gotoke just they're just a natural progression of the artwork, yeah. of the layout. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, look, like, sick DBZ like, reference, you know, on page uh, on the page right after where Buzan grows his arm, that was sick DBZ reference. That was like Piccolo totally, right? Yeah. <laughs> Demon Slayer's copying DBZ Toriyama Sue. <laughs> but yeah, I think that about does it if we've drained our thoughts. Yeah, oh, I got one more. I got I one more joke. I, one more joke. Because you were talking about the Red Bull. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, Red Bull gives you wings. Nah, Red Sword gives you time to fight Muzan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, time is more important than wings. And it's actually Nosuke that gave Obanai wings. If if you if you really think about it for a second, because he was <laughs> high up in the air there. <laughs> Boy, was flying. He probably didn't believe he could fly. He didn't probably didn't believe he could fly, but he should have. I mean, bulls are. Cl- I guess boars are close enough to bulls. So. Oh God, that's true. Like, oh, uh, that's too. I don't know. I don't. I don't MVV Lord trying to pick a title for this episode because we've gotten. We've had so many. It will be a very tough decision. I will spend hours deliberating. Boar gives you wings, man. Red boar gives you wings. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, I guess we should like. Yeah, it's the perfect time to wrap up. Uh, 
themselves. Sakaki, where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me at, at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N, on Twitter, um, where more or less it's where my personal stuff goes. But if you're really interested in, you know, what I'm up, really up to, um, WSS Talkback, at WSS Talkback on Twitter, and WSSTalkback.blogspot.com is where I talk about Shonen Sunday stuff. And, well, it's the magazine that's everybody not just time is forgotten <laughs> but i i do my best to remind people that there are things in there that are not conan or Rumiko takahashi so if you're interested in that kind of thing you should definitely check it out i mean i'm hoping that we'll have a lot of stuff in 2020 to talk about and i'm also realizing now that i forgot to actually su- celebrate the blog's third year anniversary but that's okay you're never too late for that never too late to party that is true uh yeah Definitely check that out. I saw the rebrand actually to ShogakuCon instead of just Sunday. That was yes, kind of dope. Actually, true. Yes, I did actually rebrand the blog in 2020 for the Twitter's for the Twitter's um birthday on the 17th. Yes, on the 17th, I actually did rebrand it from just Weekly Shonen Sunday to Weekly ShogakuCon edition because now I want to kind of spread my wings and you know after I get them from Red Boar, um, and cover more than just the weekly Sunday. So I'm hoping to do, like, anything Shogakukan related, because, yeah, unfortunately, poor Force publisher really doesn't get a whole lot of PR outside of Japan, and even in Japan, it's like, so. But definitely, thank you for reminding me of that, Marion, but definitely give us a look-see. I mean, we're hoping to have more stuff this year talk about u.s manga publishers send sakaki a bunch of shogakukan titles yes please. <laughs> yes yes please to all the publishers listening right now because you definitely are i know we see you there yeah <laughs> we're, we're paying attention to you but we should let you we should continue the plugs though <laughs> uh yeah uh people can find me on twitter at microwave the a before the v i also host uh calls two other podcasts uh the Good Friends Anime Club at Good Friends Cast on Twitter. Uh, it's just me and three other uh, folks just shooting shit, talking about manga and anime, sometimes games that we've been into recently. And it's just it's a good time. You can listen and just join the conversation. Uh, and I'm also on at HaikuPod. It's the View from the Top, a Haiku podcast, uh, uh, co-hosted with uh, my friend Kendra, who hosts the My Hero Academia podcast. If yeah, if you're into any Shonen Jump stuff, like into My Hero or Haikyuu, definitely check those out. It's always really fun to record for that. And uh, I'll let V-Lord take it away to close it off. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. I'm usually on there, either reading manga, writing reviews, not sleeping, or doing something in between. It is a very fun life. I love how he always says these things with like the most deadpan, like. <laughs> it really sells it. Yeah, yeah. It does. It makes me feel a little bit pity for you. <laughs> I don't. I, do, I definitely don't. Very so heartless. <laughs> and he said it. He said it too. It's such deadpan. And it's amazing. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I still love Vila, though. Aw, thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. We don't love your decisions, but we love you. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but, yeah. 
But yeah, aside from Twitter, you can find my more manga-focused content over on all-comic.com, as well as my more Tanami-focused stuff over on TanamiFaithful.com. As far as the podcast is concerned, you can follow that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, where we post various updates about the podcast and various Demon Slayer news. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash demon slayer podcast and on the tommy faithful website at tommyfaithful.com slash demon slayer podcast as far as streaming the podcast goes we're on basically everything at this point uh, spotify anchor apple Podcasts, you name it we're there so whatever you listen to podcasts on subscribe to us listen to the episodes and enjoy But that about does it for this week, so we will see you guys later. See ya. Good night, everybody.